0: Welcome to I guess the Bears Victory Monday edition of Yay. Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Laquita McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow us <laughs> truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80.
1: Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Score McGee on the
0: IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. <laughs> Number two, you can catch any of our five live shows including this one, Second City Sports. If you happen to miss it, that's okay. Especially during this time of year, you can download and listen to and watch them at your own leisure. So make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today, and make sure you also follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: There's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Once again, that's Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media, once again, at W-A-R-Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We know on a project is fun, and we have very definite opinions. And also, if you have a comment or a question for us during, our, during any of our topics on today's show, during this two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll, and or do something stupid, or do something sneaky, Lakina will give you the Bill and Beer boot. Bye bye. Lakina, I've just been handed some information here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to give it out to the masses. and I, I, I don't know how we were going to react, but I, 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 I must get this out. Nick Foles, 24 35, 250 yards, one touchdown. In a quarterback rating of 98.5. Mm-hmm. Yay! Uh, I guess. Yay. <laughs> yay. Okay. David Montgomery, 21 carries, 45 yards. In a rushing touchdown. Yay! yay! Oh wait. There's more. Kalea Harbor, two carries, 21 yards, and a 20 yard run for a touchdown. Yay! Oh, uh, wait, okay. there's more. Oh, there's
1: more? Oh, good.
0: Yeah, there's more can't make this stuff up. David Montgomery led the team in receptions with seven for 61 yards. Darnell Mooney, five catches, 57 yards. Jimmy Graham, two catches, 31 yards in the game time score. I guess this is something to celebrate. Yay! 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 But wait, there's more. Oh,
1: there's Jameer another. Bird
0: had one catch for 11 yards, and he had the quote unquote game winner with the two point conversion. Yay! Yay. Oh wait, there's more. Oh good lord there is more. I I, I know I know I know. It's shocking. <laughs> let me let, let me see here. Tajay Gibson half a sack. Bilal Nichols half a sack. Robert Quinn one sack will bring your total to two. So the Bears defense, I guess on the stat she stepped up and sacked Mr. Rosa Wilson twice. Yay! Yay! But wait, there's more. Oh, goodness. After sakes. all this, I didn't watch a minute of the game. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Woohoo!
1: Yay. Yeah, that's me. The too. only clips yeah. that I
0: saw was on NFL Red Zone, and that made me happy. Lakina, mm-hmm. both teams are now 5 to 10 on the year. We're referring to the Bears 25 24 win of the Seattle Seahawks in that snowstorm up there in Seattle. The Bears, Lakina, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you guys talked about before I hopped on Sean and Maya's show earlier today uh, regarding the Bears, but, Mm Lakina, I could could get upset, but I'm not going to. I know that we know that this team wasn't going anywhere this year. I know they won, but, and and this is rare for me, especially at this Mm -hmm. stage of my life, but I'm, I'm just numb. Uh, maybe I might but Maybe something wrong with me. I, I I don't know. But yesterday just made me felt numb. I maybe get help. I didn't care.
1: <laughs> I didn't care. I'll be like I was. I was telling Shutter like, okay. I was look. I ended up watching most of since the the Steelers Chiefs game was a blowout too. So and I wasn't really interested in the Bears Seahawks. So I ended up watching the most of the, uh, the Denver uh, Vegas game. Uh, via my, the you know, this, this device here. So I really, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in this game either. I mean, you know, a key to leave, we, we might get him again this week because, you know, the Giants and the Bears with no playoff implications or basically nothing, you know, period. So, you know, that there was really, you know, mm-hmm. we might get him again. But, yeah, I I mean, look, okay, yeah, you 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 won. Okay, you're 5-10, and 10. bravo. Okay, good for them. <laughs> yeah, look, David Montgomery had, um, Actually, you know, had like a hundred and some six yards, both rushing and receiving. So he was used on both fronts. I mean, like Nick Foles, you know, yeah, he threw a touchdown, but he was sacked four times. And you know, there was a miss. There was oh, Seattle had their chance to kind of kind of put this game away. Jason Myers missed a field goal that would have iced the game for Seattle. So that changed the trajectory of that of that game. And look, okay, fine. Okay, good. The Bears, you you didn't give up. You know, when y'all were down, you know, y'all were able to catch up. Okay, whatever. Like, I'm I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this because, you know, for me, all of these, the rest of these two games are kind of more of an afterthought, especially well, especially this mm-hmm. week's game against the Giants. So I'm like, okay, but like I was telling Sean and I was advised folks, don't be surprised if the Bears end up winning their last two and somehow everybody everything's still status quo. I'm not saying that's gonna be the case, but you never know.
0: Let me address the Nick Foles situation. I was uh, driving around running some errands on Christmas Eve, and I was listening to our buddy Mark Grady from Six Seventy, the Score in Chicago, good good friend, a uh, great friend, great broadcast. He's the Bears sideline reporter for WBBM uh, for the Bears game, saying he's a great friend of the show, and uh, uh, and I got the notification on my phone. I was uh, like I mentioned, I was driving around. Nick Foles is slated to start against the Seahawks. And I said, and I had to, I had to post on my Insta stories. If you follow me on CK80 on Instagram, uh, I had an emoji of a heartbreak in my face over my head.
1: <laughs>
2: and I
0: said, what could possibly go wrong? Okay. And and immediately when I got home, I um, went back in my memory bank to a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think Christine brought this up a couple weeks ago uh, uh, that uh, you should start Nick Foles. Uh, we kind of laughed and said no, but I was also thinking that if Matt Nagy, he, um, you know, he knows that he's no longer going to be here at for for now. But if Matt Nagy wants to go out his way, be you, why not start Nick Foles? Now, yesterday's performance, the numbers that we just gave you guys, it's gonna is <laughs> gonna justify Matt Nagy that he knows what he's doing, especially during this quote unquote tough time. And I kept thinking. Is Mad Nagy really being realistic uh, uh, about this season or about his situation? Or is his ego taking over? And I decided it's his ego taking over, but at the same time, I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, at this point of the season, you're just like, okay, can we just get these the last two games over with? That's that's, that's where I am. That's where <laughs> Look, I know they wanted to, I know Bruce or that's, that, that's the other guy. That's the other you know, guy was, I was thinking of you know, with that play. He yeah, had also, too, Jimmy Graham. Oh, look, Jimmy Graham actually showed up and actually caught the
3: ball. Well, right. <laughs> Yay. For
1: we'll give him an I extra am. clap. <laughs> Woo-hoo, yeah, playing against his former team. But yeah, I mean, and look, I, I, like I said, I said, I don't, I don't think we, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this game. Cause to me, you know, I'm more empathetic to the bears at this point. Okay. You look like you got, you know, you got a pretty good, you know, Roquan Smith, you know, did his thing, you know, led, mm-hmm. lead team in tackles, you know, seven slow tackles and nine total tackles, you know, they got, you know, they got to work with Wilson Wilson twice. I mean, but then, you know, Foles got sacked four times. So, you know, seven days had to go out with an injury with a shoulder injury. So that. You know, that was another thing, but oh, okay, you know, Daz News, so what we actually saw, you know, didn't look looked okay, you know, didn't, you know, didn't, like, really, you know, dazzle anybody, but, you know, mm-hmm. Daz, Dazzle, you get it, but, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, okay, yay, you, you oh, yippee, I mean, Jameer Burr looked good, I mean, again, he's probably just auditioning for a spot next year, mm-hmm. um, Mooney, you know, he, you know, has some big catches, you know, so did David Montgomery, has some big runs, so keep like Drives alive for the Bears. Okay, yippee! <laughs> I don't care at this point. Like I said, I kind of kept the game in the background. So, like I said, can we just hurry up a little so bit because we got other big games, other big news to sort of yeah. talk about in the NFL? Uh, uh,
0: welcome back, our friend Mr. Armando Laura Jr. Oh, yeah. He says hello. I hope you two had a Merry Christmas. We Me hope too, uh, uh, you had the same uh, the same for you, uh, Mr. Junior. Uh, you hope know, be had a happy and safe holiday. And he's referring to our, my commentary on Matt Nagy. Yeah, It's definitely ego and oh, you, yeah. n- n- you definitely cannot deny that. But the the last issue I wanted to address on this show before we move on, uh, Sean brought it up with you and brought it up with yours truly on his show earlier today during crosstalk. We know that the new rule is now that NFL teams can start talking to candidates uh, mm-hmm. two weeks, uh, last two weeks of the regular season. Of course, uh, unless something shocking happens tomorrow at Hall's Hall, I don't see anything happening. And I was thinking about this yesterday before the game as I kept hearing about this. And I said, uh, Would it be typical Bears if the Bears would gotten their butts blown off in Seattle, especially in that snowstorm, getting beat 34 10, 44 nothing, something like that? Just maybe, just maybe the Bears would have made a change. Now, I definitely would have thought that the Bears would have made a change that they were lost to the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. We know. By Mark Conkle in that whole situation. Of course, the Bears tried to cover it up and they, they fell flat on their face. But <laughs> unless unless the Bears really got embarrassed yesterday, I'm not going to, I don't expect Nat, Matt Nagy to be uh, released tomorrow. I don't. It's just going to finish out the season. Whatever happens after that happens.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Like I said, if, if they end up winning their last two games, you know, look, they're both very winnable. Well, the mm-hmm. Giants, you know, leaving the Giants out of it. But, you know, the Vikings, like I said before, it'll depend on where they are, you know, playoff positioning wise. It's all going to be in that front. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the. know, I'm not putting it out there. Folks. I'm not saying I know anything, but I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they keep Nagy and they keep pace. But but also, too, I mean, they're not going to do anything. I mean, they, this is not what the Bears do. So, you know, it's it's at this point, you're kind of like, mm, you know, what? Let's let's just keep it moving because I'm I'm at that point where I'm like let's just finish the season because we got better football you know, to discuss. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the, I guess, Bears Victory Monday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in 11-color city. Lakina here with you. Laquina, uh, let's go to the rest of the NFL action. We'll start uh, from the uh, games from over the weekend. We'll start with last Thursday's action between the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers. The Titans pick up a 2017 victory after trailing by 10 points at halftime. Jimmy Garoppolo, 26-35 for 322 yards and a touchdown. He had a Crucial turnover in the late stages of their game. 14 carries, 45 yards and a touchdown for Jeff Wilson Jr. for the 49ers. And Debo Samuel had nine catches, 159 yards for the 49ers. The Titans are now 10 and five on the season, and they're one of the top teams in the AFC. Can they possibly get home field advantage?
1: They could. I mean, there's a, there's a look. There's a lot of openings there. We'll get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. you know, where were the adjustments for the 49ers in the second half? I mean, I think that. That the first it says that Jimmy G threw, I think that led to a touchdown for Tennessee. So that kind of <laughs> opened the door up for them to come back. And, you know, they didn't run the ball as much in the second half either. And, you know, look, Samuel had 159 yards, but they could have they could have ran the ball more with him too. We know he can do both. So <laughs> I don't know why. You know, also to the defense. I don't know who the DC DC uh over at the 49ers, I don't know who the where who he is now, but I think, you know, I, I just, you know, he's not George Salah. So, you know, that they could tell that the intensity just wasn't there and they weren't able to stop the Titans. So
0: moving on, the The NFL has, had scheduled two Christmas Day games and both of them were played. Let's start off with the Green Bay Packers um, barely getting by the Cleveland Browns by the score of 24 to 22. Baker Mayfield was 21 to 36, 222 yards, two touchdowns and four interceptions. Nick Chubb had 17 carries, 126 yards, and a score for the Browns. Devontae Adams was the man of the hour for the Packers. 10 catches, 114 yards, and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, you would thought that maybe the four interceptions by uh by the Packers' defense, you would think they probably would have, you know, blown out. But, yes, Cleveland still had their chances to kind of, you know, get back into the game. They weren't able to mm-hmm. do that, and Roosevelt Douglas had two of those interceptions. And, unfortunately, Baker Mayfield just couldn't get out of his own way. And unfortunately for, you know, for them, it looks like they're, you know, you can say bye-bye to their playoff hopes. And yeah. with the with the Packers, they've won the the NFC North for, I think, what, the third year in a row? And mm-hmm. could well, be on their way to a number one seed. Again, you know, still a lot of football left to be played. But, you know, the Packers are probably going to have a week off. So, you know, a big win for them.
0: I had my thoughts on Baker Mayfield as I was watching that game on Saturday. Remind me to share those with you uh, coming up uh in, uh, in the next half hour, as we continue to go around the NFL, the Packers improved their record to 12 and 3 while the Browns dropped to 7 and 8. Saturday night saw the Indianapolis Colts uh, win over the Arizona Cardinals by the score of 22 to 16. The Colts are now 9 and 6 on the season. The Cardinals dropped to 10 and 5, even though they had clinched a playoff spot. We'll, get, uh, we'll give you the reason why uh, later. But the Colts are now winners eight out of their last 10 games. As far as the game was concerned, Kyler Murray was 27-43 for 245 yards in the touchdown. Jonathan Taylor continues to rack up those rushing yards for the Colts. 27 carries, 108 yards. Michael Pickman Jr. for the Colts had eight catches for 82 yards. Lakina, it was a running game once again for the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz didn't have to do too much. On the flip side, Lakina, it seems like to me the Arizona's defense how uh, They just, they cannot bail out the struggling offense. And I think that that's what's going to happen come playoff time and the Cardinals cannot figure it, figure it out between now and the end of the regular season.
1: Well, the Colts are down 9-0 and when uh, Taylor goes for over 100 yards. And, I, and, and look, I've been, you know, and this is sort of despite them being shorthanded, you know, Leno was out due to COVID and, you know, some other guys were out too. So, you know, the fact that the Colts defense were able to kind of slow down but then again, most of that stuff was, you know, Kyler Murray just not being able to hit their guys. And as for the defense, I know that, um, I know that uh, Bummer Baker had a you know, I don't know he never he had like a couple of sacks, but you know. But again, I mean, that's not you know they don't have that killer instinct yet. Now, now they're you know we'll we'll talk about their how they clinch the playoff spot in a second. But you know, the Colts still have an outside shot of trying, perhaps maybe, win the AFC South. So they still got a lot of work to do. And also the the Cardinals, I mean, look they. Look, you're once you get into the dance, you have a chance. So, you know, I know some people don't believe in the Cardinals, but you know, look, I, I like I said before, we saw what happened with Tampa last year. No one expected Tampa to go go on a run, but that's what they ended up doing. So, I'm not giving up on Arizona just yet. I think once you know, hopefully they'll be able to get, you know, Connor wasn't there either because of a heel injury. You know, that's, you know, that's another issue for me, but that's a that's neither here nor there at this point. I'll probably talk about that later, but yeah, I mean, I think not having him there, I think was a huge, they they, they definitely missed him also to their defense. He like said, they has a couple of guys off on defense too. I think a couple of other guys were banged up. They actually missed two field goals. Prater did, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. I think Cause they have a a new long set because he was out because he had an extra up, point but, as well. Yeah, so you know if he had hit those, I mean, who knows? I mean, the game would have <laughs> been totally different. So there were a lot of factors, you know, within the, in that loss for Arizona. So you know, it's not just you know you can say, oh well, they had their chances.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on our guest of Bears Victory Monday right here on Sports on Chicago, real live and in living color. I'm Sid along with Lakina. Let's re, let's continue our recap of Week 16 from the National Football League. By well, let's we'll start off with the important games first from yesterday. It was the Cincinnati Bengals improving their record to nine and six with a 41-21 win over the injury-riddled Baltimore Ravens. They dropped their record now to eight and seven. Joe Burrow. Had a humongous day with 30, well, 37 out of 46 for 525 yards and four touchdown passes. Joe Mixon, 18 carries, 65 yards in the tut- rushing touchdown. T. Higgins had his best game of the of his career and be- his best game of the season. 12 catches, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. I did check some of this game out. Lakina, Cincinnati had that foot on the pedal from the word go.
1: Yeah, Joe Mixon scored has scored fifteen touchdowns, thirteen rushing, and two receiving receiving touchdowns this season. He's the first Bengal to do that since he got go all the way back to nineteen eighty five with Carl Pickens, because actually had has the has franchise had the franchise record for seventeen. So we'll see if Mixon can break that record, but still got a couple of games to do it. But yeah, I mean, look five twenty five. Look, Joe Burrow. Look, there's no no shade to him. I've been a fan of his. I saw him in high school in Ohio, but. Can you name somebody on that defense for Baltimore? Can you name somebody? No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you, could've, you, could've, you probably could have thrown for 525 yards. Our buddy Christine Manica probably could have, you know, could have thrown mm-hmm. for 525 yards against that, that that Ravens defense. So I'm look, I'm not I don't want to take away from what he did, but mm-hmm. you know, let let's see who the defense you get a lot, because they've been, like you said, so they've been injury riddled all year. So you know, on both sides. So, you know, they're in free fall and all understandably So but look, we'll see if Cincinnati look, Cincinnati, look, they've got they got players, you know, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, of course, you know, Burrow and Mixon. You know, they've got the mix kind to keep, you know, at the very least, compete in that AFC North for for at least the next few years. But again, can mm-hmm. they utilize it? Also to their defense, you know, there's still a little bit of a concern to me. Look, look, on the flip side though, I mean Josh Johnson, who literally like came up like a couple of days mm-hmm. before the game you know, he did pretty well. I mean, look, you know, 304 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he did what he could, but again, you know, the injuries and everything else. I mean, Baltimore, they're eight and seven. They're still like hanging on by a thread in that that last spot for the playoffs, but yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to hang on to it.
0: Let's sneak in one more game before we had to break for the bottom of the hour. It was the Los Angeles Rams getting a road victory over the Minnesota Vikings 30, 23 Kirk cousins, to for 315 yards and a touchdown along with an interception. Sonny Michelle ran the ball hard for the Los Angeles Rams. 27 carries, 131 yards and a score. Justin Jefferson, eight catches, 116 yards.
1: Yeah, very good showing by. uh, That's despite, you know, Matt Stafford throwing for three interceptions. You know, that, ooh, that, that. I'm sure a lot of Rams fans are probably kind of worried about that, you know, that stat, but they didn't really, they couldn't really do too much with it, Minnesota, I mean. So that didn't really hurt them too much. But the re- and you know, in case you guys are wondering, that's how Arizona ended up when ended up getting the playoff berth because the Rams beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals beat the Vikings. And one of the probably one of the best games of the season earlier this year, mm-hmm. they got the tiebreaker. So that's why they ended up with the playoff spot to the Cardinals, I mean. So yeah, I, I mean, Okay, yeah, Stafford didn't have his best game, but unlike a couple weeks ago against the Titans a few weeks back, they actually ended up winning the game. So, and they, you know, their deep, you know, their defense, you know, did what they were supposed to do. You know, they sacked Cousins three times. They threw an interception. That's actually despite you know Anthony Barr, you know, having two of those three interceptions. So they could really, like I said, they really couldn't do anything too much with with those three interceptions. So, you know, yeah, they're seven eight right now. The Vikings are and. Like, there's gonna be a lot of like weird jumbling thing going on, but at least the right now the Rams they still got a lot to play for. They can still win the division. So
0: I watched the majority of that game yesterday via this computer screen. <laughs> uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, for, for those of you that don't watch a lot of, uh, of Los Angeles Rams football, you just catch them when they're on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. Watch out for Aaron Donald. He's been a man child for. Day mm-hmm. run, I believe this is his fifth or sixth year in the league. Yes, and I know he was off for MVP a couple years ago, and uh, we, we saw what he did against uh the Bears the last couple of times that, the, mm-hmm. that they played the Bears, and it was ugly. But uh, this young man, uh, I'm not going to say he's the best uh nose tackle of all time, he could it, it could end up that way by the time his career is over, but. I was watching the game with Anna Amin, Bulls TV voice, who did the game yesterday for Fox, and Mark Schler- Sheriff, mm-hmm. who's his broadcast partner. Mark Sherrath was praising him, and rightfully so. I don't know if you checked out the first few minutes of that game, Lakina, but Aaron Donald is a man-child. And I was saying to myself, why doesn't Minnesota double-team him? But it was one play where Mattison was stopped in the backfield. and Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. whoever was, I believe it was 74 for the Vikings, <laughs> He just showed them out the way like he was nobody. I was like, this is man is <laughs> a man child. And then mm-hmm. I know on the first play, the first offensive play for the Vikings in the first quarter, uh, it wasn't a nasty chop block, but it was a illegalized cut block. And I said, that's probably the only way you can stop Aaron Donald. You know, the unwritten rule, don't yes. take a defender out by on right. by his knees. That's right. a definitely no-no. But I said, if the Vikings are not going to double-team him, it's gonna be impossible for him uh, for them to stop Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's just a man child. He can just take one man, shove him out of his way with his pinky finger, and get to the quarterback. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's the impression I got watching that uh, the first quarter of that game yesterday. Watch, just watching him specifically that uh, he was he just didn't stay with his normal de- um, defensive tackle position. Uh, they moved him around to right defensive end, left defensive mm-hmm. end. Uh, it, the, the Vikings just had no answer for.
1: Yeah, it was just you know massive. Look, we all saw his workouts during the offseason. The man is a mm-hmm. massive dude. So yes, yeah, and and look, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys where you you hate him, but you want him on your team. So I think that's yeah. where the, that's always a, a good thing. And that was in that sense. And and look, you know, as for the the Rams, you know, as a whole, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, they still they have an outside shot of getting the one seed in the NFC. You know, a lot has to happen for for them to ha- to get that, but. You know they could do it. I mean, the fact that they were able to win, you know, their defense sort of led the way, in spite of you know Stafford and also Tucson Michelle, you know, with the with the 100 going over 100 yards rushing. So, you know, this is sort of one of those things where you're you're lucky that you have a great all around team around you, so that if the quarterback doesn't play well, and Stafford didn't, and he 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 will be the first to tell you that, you know, look, you got your other guys to pick up the slack. So that that's. So, you know that that has definitely helped them last uh yes i should say so we got to take a really quick break don't worry folks we got some other stuff you know coming coming up you know with the rest of the uh, week 16 slate and also to some fancy implications for the, both of us and uh yeah i'm out of my both my league so i'm not worried about that but also <laughs> to uh also to uh some other stuff you know with the uh more clinchers and everything else so we won't get into like the big but you know we got a lot, you know, coming up next in Week 16 in the NFL. Sid and Lakinda with you this is second season Sports on Sports Zone Chicago.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The NHL season is being paused through December the 26th. Amid a surge in positive COVID 19 cases across the league, COVID 19 absences led to a stream of postponements in recent days. 11 teams suspended operations entering Monday, and all cross border matchups across the United States and Canada have been postponed. There have been 44 games postponed this season, and more than 15% of the league is in the COVID 19 protocol. The season is scheduled to resume on Monday the 27th, while the Blackhawks are scheduled to resume their season on the 28th at home against the Blue Jackets. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against Toronto. Chicago's won two in a row. They're 19-10, a game and a half out of first place in the West chasing the Nets. Chicago coming in after a 133-118 win over the Rockets on Monday. The Raptors in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference at 14-15. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone Chicago.
2: Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature.
4: I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now, but if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person.
2: Brought to you by Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live and live in living I guess hashtag Bears Victory Monday right here on Sports Soul, Chicago. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown, uh, Sydney Brown. As we continue to recap. Uh, The Week 16 action from the National Football League from yesterday. Let's pick it up with the remainder of the early games before we break down the late games. It was the Buffalo Bills getting an important victory over the New England Patriots in the battle of the AFC East Division title. 33-21. Josh Allen, 30 of 47 for 314 yards and three touchdown passes. Damian Harris for the Patriots had 18 carries, 103 yards and three touchdowns. Isaiah McKenzie stepped up for Buffalo. Complimented. Stefan Diggs with 11 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Lakina, as I mentioned to you last week, the Buffalo Bills' their manhood was taken away from them three weeks ago on that Monday Night Football game, losing by four. Yesterday, Lakina, this victory I believe will prepare Buffalo uh, to new heights uh, during the playoffs. Of course, they lost in the AFC title game at Kansas City last year after uh, shocking them with, with some plays early, but Lakina. As uh, uh, I picked Buffalo on Wednesday, I was rewarded. But Buffalo, uh, at least at least three quarters of that game, they were in control. Now New England, everybody expected them to do the same thing as they did three weeks ago. I told people that's not gonna that wasn't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Now they did rush the ball well yesterday, but Mac Jones, you can kind of see why Bill Belichick or Bill Belichick as we cheat as we call him on this show. Uh, He didn't put the ball in Matt Jones' hands. Part of it was due to the weather conditions a couple weeks ago. But yesterday, Matt Jones did not have his best game. He threw for three interceptions. But New England's defense is not that bad. Actually, it was their defense in the running game, which kept them in the game. But Buffalo uh, had too much firepower for them. I know Josh Allen let the team in rushing once again. You know, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. But Buffalo kept the foot on the pedal uh, for an all-important win on the road.
1: Yeah, that was a huge win for Buffalo. They're actually they're actually the first team to, you know, beat the to sweep their season series against the against New England a consecutive season since those 05-06 Colts team. They're also the first team to, to win by double digits in New England and, and consecutive season since those 95-96 uh, Broncos uh, team. So. So, you know, that that's. I think this win was definitely they this was like the confidence boost that they needed because, you know, they kind of struggled the last couple of games after mm-hmm. that and you know, they they lost to Tampa and you know in weird fashion and everything. So I think this was definitely definitely something that, that definitely helped them in that in that effort too. You know, Josh Allen's uh, two passing uh, TDs, you know, passing touchdowns, you know, the first NFL history with 100 passing uh, passing TDs, and also 20 rushing TDs in his first four seasons. I know, you know, I know you're not a fan of him, you know, being the leading rusher, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, look, the defense, you know, we could tell that they wanted this game. You know, they played, you know, Micah Hyde said after the game, they looked like we won this game and we know that. And that you know, and he he had one of the uh, and also Ed Oliver had one of the sacks as well. So you know, I think they felt like you know, like you said, they 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 were embarrassed. Especially since it happened on Monday Night Football, the fact that they were able to come back a few weeks later and perhaps you know beat the Patriots. Now they control their own destiny in the AFC East. So and they have they have I don't know you know they probably won't get the number one seed, but you know I think this will definitely help the Bills going into the playoffs. So I think this should only help them.
0: Going to the NFC South at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs, they get a big 32 6 win over the struggling Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady, 18 30 for 232 yards and a touchdown. Keyshawn Vaughn, seven carries for 70 yards, including a 55 yard touchdown run. Antonio Brown returned to action yesterday, 10 catches for 101 yards. Sam Darnold did get to uh, see the field yesterday, but Lakina, that Carolina team is a mess. Tampa Bay—they really didn't have to do too much. Uh, they did what they had to do, pulling out an important victory yesterday, improving their record to eleven and four.
1: Yeah, they were short-handed too. You know, they, they mm-hmm. have, they've lost guys to injuries, also to, you know, to a couple of guys to COVID. But you know, going up had four field goals for them, so that, like you said, they really didn't have to do too much. You know. Keyshawn Vaughn and think you know, they broke a, a streak, because you know, they, they, had, they hadn't uh, scored in the first quarter, so, in a while. So, that he helped, you know, break that streak. And, like you said, you know, they kind of just, you know, getting ready to kind of, you know, go through and, you know, they did just enough to win that game. So, they really didn't have to do too much, so.
0: The upset of the day took place in Houston, Texas. It was the Houston Texans defeating <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers 41-29. Justin Herbert. For the Chargers, 27-35, 336 yards in a touchdown in an interception that was returned for a pick six. Rex Burkhead, yes, folks, Rex Burkhead, 122 yards, 100, 100, who 122 149, yards. Yeah, 149, Yeah, 149 for the game oh, for 22 carries and two touchdowns. If you build Belichick, where was this a few years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Justin Jackson, Northwestern grad, uh, mm-hmm. carried the ball, eight, uh, had eight, sorry, he had eight, Catches for seven, for ninety eight yards for the Chargers, and he also had a rushing touchdown. Laquina, the Chargers had uh, Austin Eckler on the on the COVID list and receiver Mike Williams on the COVID list. You can give them uh, a, a sort of an excuse. Those was to, uh, the main reason why that they lost at Houston yesterday. But yeah, yeah, it was bad. And the Houston Texans um, actually looked good over the last month or so. The, the Chargers, uh, if they should miss the playoffs, they'll definitely look back at this game yesterday.
1: Yeah, I thought they were ready. I was talking to a couple of friends, you know, who I play fantasy football with, and, yeah, and, you know, look, I know Keenan Allen was also out, too, due to COVID. Look, I I, look, I, I get it. You know, you want to give them a little bit of a mulligan because they had a lot of key guys out, but still. And I know houston been playing better, but still, I mean, don't play down to your competition. You know, Justin Jackson looked, looked really good for the Chargers. He kind of kept them afloat. But also, too, Herbert had, you know, through two interceptions. So that didn't help either. One was a pick six to Taviar Thomas. I got to you know get his name right. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you're trying to make the playoffs. And you can't afford these kinds of losses late in the season, especially this late in the season. So if they do to miss the playoffs, they're going to be looking back at this game and, like, yeah, that was a bad loss.
0: And also the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs game uh, the week before as well. Yes. Shout out to our guy Armando Lara Jr. Again, the Chargers laid a big egg in that game. They sh- they a they big sure did. Egg Armando. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you want to uh, make a comment or have a question for us during our now ninety less than ninety minutes left in our show for today, you can go to Sports Old Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Old Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina wrapping up the early game action. It was the Philadelphia Eagles over the Bears' uh, next opponent in their regular season finale at Soldier Field. The New York football Giants, 34-10. Eagles offensive lineman Lane Johnson grabs his first career touchdown. Jalen Hurts was 17-29, 199 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders had seven carries for 45 yards for the Eagles. And Devontae Smith, the rookie wide right receiver from Alabama, had five catches for 80 yards and a, a tremendous touchdown catch
1: didn't have to do too much either they didn't really have to as long as they didn't make any of the states you know with hurts sitting you know he threw for two touchdowns then that did too much and you know they ended up winning the game against the lonely giants so they still look they still got a shot with at uh going to get into the playoffs so you know good for the eagles although they've had some injury issues as well but they're hanging on and look they 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 play within a division so their last two games are in their division you know they, they play washington on Sunday, then they, they finish up with the Cowboys, hosting the Cowboys, so we'll see where the Cowboys are, we'll get to them in a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, they're still in it.
0: Yeah, I did catch some of that game yesterday via my computer screen. Uh, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. Uh, I know that Jake um, from started that game for the Giants mm-hmm. yesterday, and I know Mike Glennon came in there, but uh, we talked about some of the uh, commentators that were had harsh comments for Matt Nagy, especially mm-hmm. last year, Troy Aikman in particular, yes. uh, John Devima wanted to go off just on the Giants' office yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I heard. what, are, I you heard. I what heard. are you
0: doing? What are you doing?
1: I heard he was on the verge of swearing a couple of times too. Yes, yeah, yeah I heard. Yes. I, heard. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, so whoever,
0: like you said on Sean and Maya show earlier today, like yes. you know, whoever's whoever the uh, whoever the announcing crew is, uh, is getting the Bears. Um, Giants. regular season for now focus to Well, good luck good luck
1: <laughs> I think yeah well i think we're gonna a key to leave again again we'll get to him in a second but uh yeah yeah, yeah just, just uh just. Future, moving future, on future, future. yeah uh the, the the last game was uh I just lost a uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville losing to the Jets 26 21 we don't have to spend too much time on this mm-hmm. one Zach Wilson you know nice showing 102 yards. Uh, threw 100 yards and a touchdown. Threw, and also rushed for 91 yards and a touchdown. So a nice showing by him. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's go to the late games.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out. Also, shout out to Spiro Didis, our, our yes. good friend of the show. Uh, he uh, called that game for CBS. And one more score to pass along. We definitely won't spend too much time on this. It was the Atlanta Falcons wow. 20, uh, the Lions 16. The Lions are now 2-12 and 12 on the two, 12 and 1 in on the year. The Falcons are 7-8. and eight. Technically, they're still in the playoff race, but uh, I think realistically, you can kiss that playoff hopes goodbye.
1: But also, too, you know, a nice little stat here. A shout out to Jen Hill who does a great job doing sideline reporting for the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, she's terrific. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you um, know, this the, the, the game winning touch, uh, game winning interception, I should say. By I want to make sure I get his name right because I've never been able to get his name right from uh, to, uh, Chris Johnson. Uh, but actually, that's his, uh, his given name, but he actually goes mm-hmm. by an African name, but I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. But here's another little tidbit for you uh, The Falcons have the longest active streak of consecutive games with a takeaway with 11. So, you know, a little, little tidbit there for I know there's a defensive, you know, kind of team. But again, you know, a lot has happened for them to even get into the playoffs. So they still have a mathematically in it, but, you know, a lot has happened. Also, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, the rookie uh, tight end from Florida. He's the fourth uh, tight end in, in NFL history. With at least 60 receptions in their rookie season, he joins Keith Jackson, Jeremy Shockey, and Evan Ingram. So that's a pretty impressive list he joins.
0: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports. We're live and the living color on a, I guess, a bears hashtag Bears Victory Monday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Seeing LaQuina here with you as we uh, wrap up uh, our recap from from yesterday's action in Week 16 the National Football League. Let's get to the two late games. It was the Kansas City Chiefs clinching the AFC West by the uh, virtue of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers lost to the Texas. They defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-10. to 10. Patrick Mahomes 23-30, 258 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Najee uh, Harris for Pittsburgh ran the ball 19 times for 93 yards. And Brand, Byron Pingle for Kansas City had six receptions for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Lakina, I did check out the highlights this morning. I know Kansas City, they still are a very good team, but it, it, Pittsburgh just didn't have it. They didn't have it.
1: You that's knew, that's why
0: I took away from. Him, to be honest knew, with yeah, you, yeah,
1: you knew, yeah, you knew it was bad when you know the, the Chiefs scored their first two possessions. That's not good. And you mm-hmm. know, yes, they they scored ten points. The Steelers did, but they, it was way out of reach by then, so it, it didn't really matter anymore. Um, you know, fumbles and, you know, they got sacked a couple of times. It was just terrible. And look, like I said before, I don't know what to think of this Chiefs team. I think, I think they, they took advantage. Okay. Yeah. You want to take advantage of your team's mistakes, you know, teams being putrid and, you know, this and that. But to me, I'm not, if they end up getting the number one senior AFC I'm not sold. I'm sorry. I'm not. And I got I, you know, I followed too many cheese fans on Twitter apparently. you know, all <laughs> out the out
0: the world. Did they like, come after you yesterday? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, 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 I, no no no. Look, I, I like I said I stopped watching that game after when it got to like 14 of them, like, okay, this is gonna be bad. So I I just I just switched over to the next game we're gonna have to talk about in a second, but it, it just really didn't, you know, didn't really matter to me. And yeah, okay, yes, you know, Pat Mahomes look good, okay, fine, their defense is opportunistic. You know, despite you know not having Travis Kelsey, who's in COVID protocols, mm-hmm. it it, it I, I'm just am still not very I'm still not impressed by them. I'm not. And also, too damn you charges. I'll get to you. I'll get to y'all in a second too. I got a bone to pick with you guys, but yeah, it really <laughs> did make a difference to me.
0: As yes, as I said on Wednesday show, one of them, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek here, will come off the COVID list for that game. I know the um, the betting line switched when both those guys' names were. Put on the health and safety protocol list uh, earlier last week, but it really didn't make a difference yesterday. Pittsburgh just didn't have it. You really cannot blame Big Ben for it yesterday. Mm. I know Kansas City's good, but they they just didn't have it.
1: I I like I said, there's it's, it's really hard to just to you know, to tell you know how good this Chiefs team is because they're, they're playing teams were not at full shape. I mean, yes, it's not their fault, but how you want folks to kind of, you know, sort of analyze your team when they're playing other teams that are not very good, or, you know, they just don't have it. And then blah, blah, blah. And it was, it wasn't just, like I said, what was the defense? What was the defense? Y'all could have made a stop. I mean, come on, you know, Cam Hayward, where are you? Where are you? Make a face, Patrick. Come on. I mean, you know, they just, I know the, the other chiefs are good. even with, even short though. They were shorthanded, but come on.
0: The Chiefs are 11-4 while the Steelers are hanging on by a thread to that seventh and last playoff spot in the AFC with a 7-7-1 record. Staying now in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos are now 7-8 on the season, losing to the Las Vegas Raiders who who improved their record to 8-7. The Raiders did beat the Broncos 17-13. Derek Carr, 20 or 25, 201 yards in the touchdown. Also, you threw an ugly interception. Josh Jacobs was, was the man for the Vegas Raiders, 27 carries, 129 yards. And you had tight end Foster Moreau, four catches, 67 yards for the Raiders. Likini, I did watch uh, the majority of this game via this computer screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it was all about uh, the Raiders' uh, defense in a running game. Uh, That's what happened. We didn't see too much scoring. The Raiders took control, especially early coming out of uh, the second half. I know Greg Gumbel called the game with Tiki Barber for CBS yesterday, but it was all about their running game for the Raiders. Denver just could not get get anything going offensively. That's why I had the Raiders winning this game.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the Broncos or you know, whatever luck they did have, it kind of ran out on them. And they were like, it's like, like I said with the Raiders, they really didn't do too much. I mean, Jacobs, you know, West for 129 yards. David Carr, I mean, Derek Carr, I should say, you know, he threw in there, they threw an early in the reception, but it really, they, again, they, you know, the you know, Denver, Denver actually had an early lead going into halftime, but, you know, the Raiders were able to kind of you know, make adjustments and pick it up. So, they did just enough to win that game and it actually ended up being the best game of the late window because yes other, because you know the, the bears seahawks you know who cares and also too, <laughs> uh the, the cheese you know the cheese Steelers game was a blowout so this was probably like the best game i know folks were begging you know cbs to you know switch you know over because i'm sure most of the nation ended up getting the Steelers cheese game but then once mm-hmm um car through i forgot who he threw. i thought was it jones or was it deshaun jackson who got that was like the game clinching uh drive that kind of sealed the win so they actually ended okay. up having to go back to the uh sealers uh chiefs game uh, about like 10 minutes later so it really didn't matter but uh yeah i mean uh the raiders they have the, they have all the tiebreakers now so they actually have a shot of they actually control their own destiny and try to get that last one of those last couple of playoff spots.
0: In Sunday night football action, it was the Dallas Cowboys uh, winning the NFC East by virtue of a lo- of virtue of a loss, but they did defeat the Washington Football Team fifty six to fourteen. The Cowboys improved their record to eleven and four, while Washington sits at six and nine in their playoff. Uh, hopes are, 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 are all but over. Dak Prescott, hashtag Dak is back, 20-39 uh, for 330 yards and four touchdown passes. Ezekiel Elliott, nine carries, 37 yards in the early touchdown. Omari Cooper, seven catches, 85 yards in the score.
1: Yeah, uh, that was a laugh. I actually turned the game off like by, by before halftime. I'm like, no, I, I look, there's, there are other stuff on. I, I can't deal with this. Uh, look, I mean... <laughs> The Washington, look, I know they have a lot of guys that are still out because of COVID. I know some of their coaches are still out, but even still, I mean, there wasn't really that much of an effort, and they just didn't have it. I know probably the big story for them was that a couple of their guys who happened to be former Alabama teammates, Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne, got into a little bit of a scuffle, and NBC Mm -hmm. talked about that for like like 15 minutes because there was nothing – I know some people were very critical of them, but there was nothing else going on, I mean – Okay, mm-hmm. they they can they they can only they can only like talk about you know, Dak and e- Zeke scoring for so many minutes. So I guess they needed something to kind of meaty. But uh, you know, m- look maybe maybe one was big to since they win the playoff against Alabama. I don't know, but uh, that's <laughs> what happened, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean for for this, I mean look look I, again, this is another team where I can't figure out because their their division is not very good. So maybe 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 Philly is pretty good, they're, they're kind of on their way. But I know Washington had too many injuries and such, so I, you can't really like making proclamations on them. So, look, I mean, I'm not – look, I don't think they're going to get into the Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of people that are lobbying for that, but I feel like, you know what? Nah, it's not Yeah,
0: the the Cowboys' defense is better than what I thought it was going to be. We talked about it uh, before the season started, Lakina. Their defense was terrible last year, uh, despite Dak's injury and uh, everybody else getting hurt as well. Uh, Micah Parsons uh, will probably be your uh, – defensive Mm -hmm. rookie of the year. He's made a big difference. Of course, DeMarcus Lawrence had a pick six last night. And so the the Cowboys' defense is very good. I think it's going to give some teams trouble, whoever they play. But I kind of worry about them if they have to go up to Lambeau. Can they compete with the Packers? I believe that they can. But I just worry about them, especially offensively, uh, if 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 these two teams should have to to, uh, meet up in the playoffs at Lambeau.
1: Also Trevon Diz guys, 11th interception of the year, tying the uh single season record, of course, Everson Walls, who was actually at the game back in nineteen eighty one, who was at Walls, Mr. Walls was actually at the game. He still goes to the games. I remember he, they did an interview with him a, you know, earlier this season. Once, you know, he started, you know, Diggs started getting more interceptions. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't like I said, I don't know. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the offensive consists and their defense is good, but they can't do it against better offenses. So I really don't know. Like I said before, once you're in the dance, once the playoff the playoff uh, picture sets. I mean, once you're in the dance, everybody has a chance. So, you know, that's sort of been like my mantra. So, again, we'll see how Dallas looks. But, you know, right now, I really can't make any proclamation of that whether or not they're going to get they're they're going to make it far in the playoffs. I just don't think, you know, for me, it's, I think it's going to be about matchup for them, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: Before we get to our studs and duds from the weekend, we have one game remaining in our NFL Week 16 schedule, and that's tonight on Monday Night Football at 7:15 p.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN. It's the Miami Dolphins who check in at seven and seven, and the New Orleans Saints who are also seven and seven. Uh, both these teams are fighting for their playoff lives. The line is Miami is now a three-point favorite. Lakina, uh, when we gave our picks on w- last Wednesday. I uh, talked about the Saints having a good defense. They need to run the ball, but Miami has momentum right now. Tua Tungavaloa, he just cannot turn the ball over. The defense is right behind you. Miles Gaskin, we can, he can pick it up a little bit more in the running department. But what I believe the Saints are starting is starting a rookie quarterback tonight, and if that's Able. the case.
1: Ian Book from Notre Dame, yeah. or, you know, people Notre Dame fans, they know of people said he looked good during training camp. So I, I don't know you can take that for as you mm-hmm. will. But like I said, this is going to be a very interesting game to see who can take advantage of sort of like, you know, can the 10 Dolphins, who are virtually healthy for the most part, can mm-hmm. they take advantage of the fact that the Saints are shorthanded? So that that's going to be the thing for me. And look, you know, give Gaskin the ball. Keep, you know, Book and the offense off and the and Kamara and them off the field. Mm-hmm. And that and also too which defense. I mean, that you know the defense for the Saints are is inconsistent sometimes. One week hmm. they look good against the against Brady and the Bucks, but the other times, you know, yep. they don't look good at all. So which defense are we gonna get tonight? Also to uh sideline reporting too this came across the wires. Um Lisa Salters, uh, you know, she will not be in the on the sidelines say because she's out because of COVID protocols. So, Laura Rutledge will be on the sidelines tonight. Who's who does a terrific job, you know, covering both college mm-hmm. and NFL. Of course, she hosts NFL Live as well. So, a little facts there, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be the key for me, you know, getting who can get to like that that quick start, you know, in the Superdome. So, what's your what's your key? Uh,
0: the key is for the Dolphins to uh, to get after that rookie quarterback and run the ball with some consistency. And will we see Christian Wilkins uh, in the end zone tonight? Mm-hmm. I know ESPN is going to hype him up for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. More belly flops. You may see a belly yeah. flop. See a tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sid, uh, studs and duds for week 16. Go.
0: Uh, Jonathan Allen from the Indianapolis Colts. Joe Burrow from the Cincinnati Bengals. And just because, I'll, I'll give my third stud to Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams.
1: All uh, right, So for me, since he, since they actually made me good for the first time in about a month, uh, <laughs> but, but again, but again, you know, Baltimore's had a lot of injuries. So they were once, once Dobbins got hurt, like in training camp, I think that's sort of, that kind of started the, the downward spiral for them. Um, let's see the Colts were able to do that for, uh, the fact that they were able to do that on the road, you know, being, you know, shorthand and no, you know, uh Leonard was out, Nelson was out due to COVID, all due to COVID. So the fact that they were able to kind of come in and not it, I know I know the Colts were a favorite, but the fact that they were doing it on the road against the Cardinals, it's just still pretty impressive. And um I, you know, Buffalo. I'll give it to Buffalo because Buffalo showed that they still got their mm-hmm. big boy pants on, that they didn't, you know, season moment. Hopefully they can get together just in time for the playoffs.
0: Good stuff of uh, our three duds. Uh, I actually talk about uh, this person. Remind me to do it uh, during our last segment of the show. But Baker Mayfield and, and the Cleveland Browns is my first dud. My second dud will go to the New York football Giants. <laughs> you know, said <laughs> And my third dud is the Los Angeles Chargers, as we talked about a few moments ago. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, they game along with the Chiefs game at home a week before. We'll come back to bite them in the you-know-what. Yeah, you sold, duds.
1: Yeah, you saw one of my duds uh, chargers. I have a, I had a bone to pick with them because they actually ruled it the first time. I wouldn't want to parlay for the first time, but when I had uh mm-hmm. Justin Herbert throw for 300 yards. I took the over and I would have won about a couple hundred dollars, but no, no, y'all was had a, <laughs> had a had two interceptions, <laughs> thinking, including a pick six, really, dude. Also, too, though, of course, you know, I know look, I know they were shorthanded due to the COVID and such. I know uh Mike Williams is out. Eckler was out, you know, Keenan mm-hmm. Allen was out as well, but still, you know, you still could have beat that the, the Texans, really. I know the Texans have been playing good lately, but come on. Uh, who else? Um, I'll I'll leave Baltimore alone because they – I wasn't able to Baltimore, but like I said, they've had their injury issues at mm-hmm. the wazoo, so I'm not – I'll give them a Mulligan there. Uh, Seattle, you'll, you you had one job. You had one job, Seattle. You could have held <laughs> on against the Bears. We wouldn't have to be talking about a Barriers 13 Monday if y'all just did what y'all supposed to do and y'all had not missed, you know, some field goals and and such. So come on, Seattle. Uh my third dud. Uh ooh, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh did I deserve a dud? No, uh. Uh, ooh, you know, wh- well, I mean, not nah, I, I really there's really no other. I, I don't think Kathy really think of anybody else who's dead worthy. I mean, you know, I mean, it's sort of like I could give it to Carolina, but that's too easy. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I could give it to Minnesota, but again, that's too easy. Uh, I'll I guess I'll give it to Minnesota again. You know, just just because I mean they had their shots. You know, Cousins had another interception. Had threw another interception. You know, looks like they might. They still have a shot at the playoffs, believe it or not. But you know that that's so those are your studs. oh you i want to give a bonus stud uh, to a key i know he's an acquired taste for some folks but i actually find him very refreshing him and aaron goldsmith um i think i think that Josh i think had to uh couldn't do it because of the covid protocol that's why aaron mm-hmm. goldsmith had to come in who's great by the way you know he does your know, college wall college who's for fox you know he's he's an fs1 he's terrific but mm-hmm. yeah i'll give a keep we might we like i said we might see him again Aki key you know in the, you know, in the Sunday against the Giants, if the that's the case, you should
0: uh, do a GoFundMe account for him because uh, <laughs> that game is gonna <laughs> get ugly. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, totally, totally. We don't
0: want him swearing on the air. <laughs> no, 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 right.
1: sorry. Oh, no, sorry,
0: GoFundMe account for him if he swears on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, god, Vil- Vilma, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw uh, Vilma, yeah, I saw some of the comments he made. I was like, yeah, 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 you know. Lucky you're not calling the Bears game, John. That's all I'm gonna say about that.
0: <laughs> well, she'll probably get that game. So instead of a uh, keep, now the New York Giants and the Bears.
1: Oh God! <laughs> just to see, just see if he'll swear. Just see if he'll swear. Right. <laughs> uh, and those are your studs and does for week 16 of the NFL. So what's coming up?
0: Coming up in hour number two, we'll talk about the Bulls. They still continue the roll against the Indiana Pacers. Hey. We'll review NBA Christmas Day action. Did you watch? Did you watch? Did you watch? And we'll give you our uh, games to watch for tonight and tomorrow. And plus college football, uh, some of you, some of those bowl games are starting to get axed, and we'll, we'll give you the reason why. And we'll have my baker mayfield dilemma on which possible destination could be in his future. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You listen to Second City Sports. We're live in In Living Color on a hashtag Bears Monday. Right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The NHL season is being paused through December the 26th. Amid a surge in positive COVID 19 cases across the league, COVID 19 absences led to a stream of postponements in recent days. 11 teams suspended operations entering Monday, and all cross border matchups across the United States and Canada have been postponed. There have been 44 games postponed this season, and more than 15% of the league is in the COVID 19 protocol. The season is scheduled to resume on Monday the 27th, while the Blackhawks are scheduled to resume their season on the 28th at home against the Blue Jackets. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against Toronto. Chicago's won two in a row. They're 19-10, a game and a half out of first place in the West chasing the Nets. Chicago coming in after a 133-118 win over the Rockets on Monday. The Raptors in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference at 14-15. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
2: Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way
4: the world takes temperature. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person brought to
2: you by Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
0: Welcome back to our number 2, a Second City Sports Hashtag Bears Victory Monday Edition. Real live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at ck 80 Once again, at ck 80 that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Follow me at McGee on the Twitter and at McGee
1: on the IG.
0: If you have a question or comment for us during our now remaining last hour of the show, you can go to Sports On Chicago's Facebook page or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will will put them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the boot. Bye-bye. And speaking of the opponents of the boot, as we talk uh, Bulls basketball along with the rest of the NBA, kicking off our number two, the Chicago Bulls continue to roll as they improve their record to 20 and 10 on the season after defeating the Indiana Pacers by the score of 113 to 105. DeMar DeRozan had 24 points, including eight points in the fourth quarter in 36 minutes of action. Zach Levine, returning from the COVID list in 33 minutes of action, had 32 points, including five of nine from three point range, Nikol- uh, Nikolai Vucevic had 16 points, including seven and 10 shooting, two or three from three point range. He had a key block uh, midway through that third quarter on Demata Sabonis. So Vucevic looks like he's starting to step up a little bit on the defensive end. Javante Green, my guy, in 25, 28 minutes of action, he had 13 points, including four or four shooting, one humongous tip and dunk and he had made his only attempt from three-point range. In terms of the bench, Kobe White, even though he was starting in the place of Lonzo Ball, who's in perfect protocol, Kobe White struggled, sh- only scoring 8 points, shooting over four from three-point range in 33 minutes of action. Io Dusuma returned from um, the COVID list in 23 minutes of action. He had six points, including three or four shooting. Lakina? Yes. I, I know that we talked about this a little bit on Sean and Maya's show earlier today. I didn't like the turnovers that the Bulls uh, had last night. They had spurs where they did that, but uh, overall, it was hot shooting from your two stars. Like I said, like I said Vucevic stepped up as well, but uh, the Bulls pretty much uh, did what they had to do against the undermanned Pacers team. Uh, the uh, the Pacers are now 14-20 and 20 on the year. They'll have the rematch in... Indiana coming up this Friday for New Year's Eve, but uh, the Bulls did what they had to do uh, last night. It, it seems like when one man goes out, the next man steps up. This team just does not miss a beat.
1: Yeah, I would have thought that maybe Zach would be a little, a little bit, you know, slow, you know, to kind of get back into the rhythm, you know, conditioning wise. But look, okay. look, you know, he had thirty-two points. You know, he led the way, and I feel like you know this Bulls team. I think it's sort of like a next man up mentality. Like, okay, you know, one guy's sick, you know, one guy's a little bit banged up. He has to, you know, be out for, like, maybe a game or two. You know, this this guy steps up. I mean, I think that's sort of the mantra of it. Also, mm-hmm. too, you know, Billy Donovan, the coach is now also in COVID protocol. So, Chris Fleming, who is the longtime assistant for um, Kenny Atkins- Atkinson when he was, you know, coaching in Brooklyn, came to the Bulls this year. You know, his his background, like I said, is interesting because he played in he played in Germany, won a couple of titles there, got hurt. Ended up coaching, you know, he met his wife, you know, they started a family, they had a couple of kids. Now he ended up now he's back here in the States getting coaching opportunities and such. So, you know, he had got his first win, and you know, he kind of reminds you, kind of like a little bit of Tibbs, sort of, you know, kind of, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, on the court, I mean lucevic had a double double you know so i guess we're not going to trade him anymore bulls fans you know bulls (laughs) you know because you know how they are sometimes but yeah i mean look this team looks really good you know 20 and 10 you know doing what you're supposed to against teams that are not so good we'll see how they do tonight against atlanta they're on the road so you know it's going to be tough because i know they are having their own COVID issues you know with no trip you know no um No Trey Young, no Delano Gallinari, among others. Also, John Collins—he got into COVID protocols yesterday, so still a lot to uh, dissect here with with Atlanta. So they shouldn't have no trouble, but again, they're coming off—they're traveling on the road, coming the second of a back-to-back. So it might be a little bit, you know, especially some of these guys, you know, like Green and like Zach, who are still in, you know, you know, who are just coming out of you know COVID protocols. So it might take a, a few games, you know, maybe a game or two, but you know. Well, again, this Bulls team look really good. They're right up there in the East, but I like what I'm seeing so far for this Bulls team. I know there was something that concerned you in the later in that game. So, tell people about what, what was your concerning.
0: Yeah, I was just mentioned about the about the uh, the turnovers, uh, especially when they get up big. Is it's easy for you to relax on your morals and and think that uh, everything's going to take care of itself? But just take care of the basketball, which I which uh, i think they'll get better at i know that we mentioned that we the bulls have experienced uh the players coming in and, in and off the roster because of covert protocols but i think they'll get better especially once uh, your main guys get back but i do want to point something out kobe white i don't want to blame everything on him because i don't want to sound like some of your buddies you follow the bull story they like to complain about every little thing but uh, Kobe White is still going to take him a little bit more time to, to get uh, get get his uh, conditioning back, get his game back. He did look uh, good the other night, not last night, but uh, the, the previous game. And uh, he's going to be very important, especially tonight against Atlanta. As you mentioned, most of their superstars are in health and safety protocols so they're not going to play. And so I want to see Kobe White come out and attack tonight and see if he can get his offense going. We all know that DeMar Derozan is going to be there. We all know we, where we're going to get from Zach Levine. full which is starting to step up now. I want to see Kobe White uh, uh, get into the fold and perhaps create a four-man tandem.
1: And that's what you want to, especially with ball <laughs> being out because of your know, protocol. So I hope you know this is a perfect opportunity for Kobe to kind of show himself and also to to kind of you know get into the get himself back into the rhythm. So it'll be <laughs>
0: it'll
1: be pretty you know pretty cool. Hopefully he'll be able to do that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be. A, should be fun game, even though yes, some of the you know the superstars for the Hawks are you know will be able to play, but there's no reason why the Bulls shouldn't win this game. And I look, I know the turnovers. I see what you're saying, Sid, but again, mm-hmm. when you're up that 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 late, you kind of get a little careless too. Remember, Balls uses the ball handler for in that instance, you know, since he's out mm-hmm. right now. But yeah, I want to see how you know how this team does, you know, coming off of back to back, because like I said, a lot of these guys are kind of getting back into a rhythm. So. You know, hopefully I don't want to hear bulls Twitter complain why they complain about, oh, this guy should be out, you know, should be out there. Let's trade this guy. Okay, guys, stop. <laughs> you know, the conditioning. Look, look what's happening to Booch with Booch. I mean, you know, he's looking better and better each game. So let let's let's slow it down here, folks. Come on, give him a little bit of slack.
0: You can watch tonight's Bulls game locally on NBC Sports Chicago at 6:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The rest of the nation can watch this game on NBA TV at the same time. So that's where you can check out tonight's Bulls game, Blakina. Let's go to the rest of the association. Did you watch uh, the any other Christmas Day games? Only watched one, to, uh, actually two, to be honest with you. But. Um, the, the the second game was actually pretty entertaining. The Bucks uh, defeated the Celtics one seventeen to one thirteen. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a key block in that game. He also, mm-hmm. he had a big game. The the Warriors and Suns they were very entertaining. The the Warriors defeated the Suns one sixteen to one zero seven. Steph Curry had a, a couple of big moments uh, in that game as well. Phoenix they tried to keep up, but it wasn't enough. But uh, it was the Los Angeles Lakers now currently loses a five games in a row. They they lost to the uh, Brooklyn Nets one twenty two to one fifteen. Uh, James Harden had a big game. He came off of uh, safe health and safety protocols. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving still remain on that list. LeBron James had thirty plus points again for the Lakers. As we said on Wednesday, as we are uh, focusing on this Nets Lakers game, as I said before, the Lakers dealing with their issues injury issues. LeBron James he has to carry the load only because of Anthony Davis' injury. But if he keeps playing like this and he gets no help, it's going to haunt this Lakers team as we get towards April when the playoffs start. Now, on the flip side for the Nets, as we told you on Wednesday, Kevin Durant and or James Harden was going to come off that list because this is money that ABC was going to miss if James Harden and Kevin Durant didn't play for Brooklyn. So Harden's off the list. You saw what he did. Patty Mills had a huge game with 34 points. So Brooklyn, you would think you would have thought they would have just what uh, evolve everything from Harden and go through the motions, but they came out ready to play. They attacked the Lakers, especially uh, in the paint right away. The Lakers eventually did get back in the game, but Brooklyn had some other great performances, especially from the big guy Nick Claxton and Bruce Brown, who had his moments in last year during last year's play run for the nets
1: yeah um you know patty mills kicked in like you said with 36 and you know 34 i should say and they are the first he and Hart are the first um pair of teammates to score 30 plus points that chris with taking you got go all the way back to 93 with with the phoenix Suns with uh, barkley and kevin johnson they scored 30 points piece. so you know a little little history there now as far as the you know look as far as the lakers are concerned i mean you 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 want to give him more time, but it wasn't going to end. There's there's 16, 18 right now as of this recording. You know, 80's hurt again. You know, Westbrook. You know, he's been shooting air balls. He missed how, three easy
0: layups. <laughs>
1: yeah, that which could have easily you know changed the game had he had made him. And also he had a three pointer that he probably he could have made that would have tied the game. But you know the Nets ended up pulling away. And you know it, it's just one of those things where you know where's the fit who's gonna you know head's gonna roll like who's gonna who's gonna get the blame i mean do you blame it on injuries Do you blame it on covid do you blame it on you know rob palenka you know who's a gm who helped put this mm-hmm. team together some people might not blame lebron because he's also helped put this team together so it's this is what happens when things. you give your
0: keys to a franchise of uh, the franchise to a player like lebron james this is what ends up happening
1: yeah but you know what i mean it's one of those things where you know it's all about fit at this point in you know, some people say maybe they should make a couple of trades with what they don't have no uh first round picks to, exactly. to offer anybody. So I don't know. You're kind of stuck unless you try to get maybe get somebody from off the uh off the list, you know, when the rosters expand. But I don't know what what more can they do.
0: I don't know what more can the Lakers do either. They're basically handcuffed. I know uh, their head coach Frank Vogel, whose his job security has been in question, he's in healthy and safety pro Cross. I know David Fisdale is filling in for him. Some people may say that this may be a audition for Fisdale to remain the head guy for the rest of the year. Who knows? But I don't think it's a great idea right now. No offense to Mr. Fisdale, but it's other uh, factors that's going on with this Lakers team right now. I know Malik Monk came back, he had some uh, yeah. nice moments in Saturday's game. He's, he was actually playing well before he went on the COVID list. He's off now, but uh, the lakers they, they just have to stay healthy and they they got to be more aggressive especially on the defensive mm-hmm. end you saw it in that fourth quarter but uh, uh to start the game and to start second half, they just don't have it consistently they just don't
1: well and also too, like you said that the guys are old that's what happens when you try to get an older team and there's really not only do you is on the basketball to go around but also too you got guys that are having to play back-to-backs and you know it's it's catching in the wear and tear it is just you know awful and terrible i want to go to this utah uh dallas game because that's actually the one of the games i actually kind of watched very fully i mean it was kind of back and forth um you know they they, they kept it close for a little bit i mean dallas did and you know they try to catch up but yet utah it just does to kind of pull away donovan mitchell had 33 points also, He's going too, to be
0: out the next two games. With yes, a, I know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I
1: saw that. I saw it came across the wires earlier this morning. Also, too, about Bodanovich, you know, had twenty five. So, yeah, Utah actually has the highest point differential still in the NBA. But like you said, Sid, you know, Mitchell's going to be out a couple of games. But uh, you know, we'll see. You know, these next couple of games. You know, we'll, we'll, when we preview this in a second, but Utah, I like kind of like what Utah is doing right now. So. You know, you, you gotta like what they're doing, it. and then look. I want to see them do this in the playoffs, also too. Now with yeah. with um, Mitchell being out for a couple of games because of his back, you, you hope that's not going to be an issue too the, in the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, let's see if Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson can step up scoring wise with the absence of of, of uh, Mr. Donovan Mitchell. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Bears Football Monday. I guess <laughs> we're live in living color right here on Sports On Chicago. City Lakina here with us. We talk. Um, Bulls in the NBA and the uh, the first game of that cr- Christmas uh, schedule from last Saturday without Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks lose to the New York Knicks one on one to 87. I did turn to that game for one second and that score was out of control. I said, yeah, that's why it was when you don't have your best player for the Atlanta Hawks on the court.
1: Yeah, also like I said, John John Collins, you know, did what he could, you know, with 20 points before, but now he's now in health and safety protocols, like I said. So uh, yeah, um, that's what happens when you're shorthanded. You know, Atlanta's unfortunately learning that the hard way, and uh, we'll see if the Knicks can kind of get together. They're still under 500, but this was actually a much-needed win for them. I didn't watch too much of this game because when I saw the score, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna waste my time watching this. So. You know, <laughs> no, but it, no but no, it's true, yeah. but yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh yeah, it it's sort of you know the games were kind of law for the most part, you know, in, in the Christmas Day games. Of course, some some teams were shorthanded because of the you know, COVID issues and such, you know. So it's kind of hard to kind of give a grade on these games, you know, especially in the you know, especially in like half of these, but you know, they kind of went off without a hitch, so it is what it is. Now going to Sunday's game, yesterday's games, I should say. Uh, miami beat uh, orlando 93 83 uh jimmy butler in his second game back from his long uh injury stand uh had 17 points you know miami did just not to win and also they're starting to get their guys back you know bam still out but you know jimmy's back so that helps a lot and they've won a couple in a row too so you know luckily you know the heat are starting to kind of get things get you know, playing things together here
0: yeah as we said before as uh, soon as their uh, key guys start getting back because of injuries or having a bit of COVID, uh, this team will be a tough outcome playoff time. So the Miami Heat, they might not have the big superstars outside of Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, but they play together as a team, and they'll get after it, especially defensively, and give that credit to head coach Eric Spolster. So Miami's uh, assuming they get everybody back healthy, uh, there'll be a tough outcome playoff time.
1: Uh, absolutely, going to the rest of these, um, rest of these games. Of course, Cleveland being in Toronto, this is Toronto's first game back. They still got guys on the COVID list, so of course Cleveland would beat them pretty handily, 144-99. <laughs> Philadelphia uh, beats Washington. Uh, Joel Embiid had thirty-six points, leading the way for them. Also to Memphis. Memphis looks like they're starting to kind of get things going with John Morant back. 127-102 over Sacramento. I've actually watched a little bit of this game via this uh laptop here. Me
0: too.
1: <laughs> uh right. Uh it actually wasn't going that led, led the way. It was actually um Bain who led the way, you know, with 28 points for for the Grizz. Also too. Justin Jackson, Jared Jackson Jr., I should say, had 21. Of course, uh John Moran had uh 18. Also Desmond Bain, you know, led the way for them. So Memphis is their they're one on one since. Ms. Jaw's back, but yeah, we'll see how they do once again to like getting back to the the rotation here.
0: I want to go back to that uh, Philadelphia Washington game. I did watch uh, the majority of that third quarter yesterday. Joel Embiid, I know he's a lovable guy, especially on the social media circuit, but he could be an annoying guy at times. I don't know if you caught this, Lakina. I was watching it live. Uh, Montrez Harrell, who's a uh, people, uh, he's a hard nosed player, but. Uh, his uh, attitude in that Clippers locker room a couple years ago was not to be held to highest standards. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. At least if you listen to people around the NBA circles covering uh, uh, covering the NBA. But uh, Joel Embiid he ran over Montrezl Harrell. Montres Harrell thought the foul should have been called. Didn't do that, but he got back up as Joel Embiid was starting to go in for a layup. Montrezl Harrell held Embiid. Embiid got offended, charged him. Everybody thought that Embiid had his hands around Montrezl Harold's throat. That didn't happen. Montrezl Harrell had his hands on Joel Embiid's jersey. Both of them got uh, double technicals. And then on the next play, uh, Montrezl Harrell had a foul call. Light, slightly shoved Embiid, like, nah, get away from me. And Montrezl Harold got kicked out of the game.
1: Oh, yeah i think i saw replays of that
0: and yeah that just wasn't didn't look yeah that's not it very just good. wasn't smart for Montrez. like you already got one technical foul if you try to do something to him you know the rest were already watching that was just a not a smart move maybe that uh, other referees would have let it go just say one more time and then you out of here but it, it just I, I just thought that the rest wanted to eliminate that element right away
1: well, also, too, you know, they were, they were a little things that got a little bit chippy there, too. So there's not, yeah, no love, love loss between these two teams. You know, these are all rivals from the east. So I think, of course, they were going to get, you know, look out to see, make sure there weren't, you know, anything weird happening. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Harold got the worst of it. So he got, got the boots. So, you know, what, what can you say? Uh, okay. San Antonio, you know, beat Detroit pretty handily 144, 109. Um, uh, and also, too, Denver held off the clippers who are going to be without paul george for mm-hmm. the next i think like month due to a uh, ucl sprain uh i think he just had surgery so he's gonna be out for about a month so mm-hmm. you know the clippers you know losing some of their guys so they're gonna to have to kind of you know buckle down and try to uh hold down the floor with you know of course you know Kawhi's out for another few months now
0: mm-hmm.
1: pg's out for about a month so a lot yeah so it's a Lot to the Clippers. Yeah,
0: I think Reggie Jackson selling in protocols yes. and it's all to the guys like Boston and Serge Ibaka, who's, who's really yep. having a resurgence here over the last couple weeks due to like a players on the, on the Clippers. Is it going to be up to those types of guys? And Terrence Mann, who had his moments in the playoffs last year, second year guy. It's going to be up to those guys to carry the four for the Clippers. I, I know they're hovering around 500, but if they can still hang around 500 until Paul George gets back, uh, that's going to be a, a heck hecking accomplishment for this Clippers team. Uh, head coach Tyronn Lue, he's had work to do uh, so far this season. He's going to have more work to do now.
1: Definitely, and we'll we'll see if he can do that. They got a pretty tough schedule these next few weeks, so
0: it's going
1: to get very interesting with the Clippers. Absolutely, now we'll get to that. You know, one of those games coming up as we do the the schedule for the for the next few days here. Uh, Houston and Charlotte, of course, you know, that's at 6 o'clock. Of course, the Bulls and Atlanta, that, that's that's going to be the first of the NBA TV doubleheader at 6.30. So take a little break from Monday Night Football and watch that game <laughs> if you have it. Uh, Boston and Minnesota, I know um, uh, Carl Anthony Towns is now in health and safety portugal, too. That poor guy, that he can't catch a break. Yeah. Of and, of course, you all know he's lost numerous relatives due to COVID, mm-hmm. including his mother. So... You know, best wishes to him. Hopefully, hopefully he's feeling better. Um, Utah San Antonio, of course.
0: Jason Donovan, Tatum is in um, protocols now yes, as well for yes. Boston.
1: Yeah, so it's definitely evenly matched team. So who's supporting Castle? Step up in this game should be an interesting one tonight at seven in the Twin Cities, Utah and San Antonio. Of course, Donovan Mitchell, of course, is out a couple of games with a back injury. So interesting to see how Santos been playing pretty well lately. They're not. I don't think they're going to make a playoff run for that play-in game, but they can make things interesting, so we'll see what they do against the Jazz without Mr. Mitchell.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs won this game tonight. As you mentioned, they've been playing a whole lot better. I did watch some of the game last Thursday against the Lakers. They called yes. the Lakers in, in the right time, and that's what happens when you have great coaching in great Popovich.
1: Yeah, that helps a lot. Uh, Memphis and Phoenix. I'm a little surprised that this game is not on television because I think this will be a very interesting game, especially with John Morant back Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Moran versus Devin Booker. That should be a fun one. So a little yeah. surprised Mon- that this game yeah. disembodied. Williams- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just saw that too. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: Mon- yeah, Monty Williams, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, has entered health and safety protocols, so he will not coach tonight's game against Memphis. I'm with you, Lakina. This game should have been the NBA TV back end of their uh, doubleheader. But we'll get to the other game that's part of their package in just a moment. Wrapping up here is the, uh, Dallas at Portland at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, at nine thirty on NBA TV to wrap up the night, we have the uh, James Harden led Brooklyn Nets against the Paul George led Los Angeles Clippers at nine thirty.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, I wish they could have flexed, flexed that game out, but yeah, yeah. They, you know, they didn't know at the time that you know Durant would be you know in health and protocols, and PG would be out. So, you know, you don't use, you don't anticipate that kind of thing with your internet network now. Going into tomorrow's games, Milwaukee and Orlando. Then you got the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader. You got Washington and Miami, um, Philadelphia and Toronto. We'll see how Toronto looks. And like. like I said, they're still shorthanded. And yeah. we'll see how the Lakers look against Houston. You know, they're playing Houston a lot lately. So we'll see. They 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 got it you know, the first time, then they got it the last time. They play. We'll see how they do tomorrow night against mm-hmm. them in Houston.
0: Yeah, the Lakers got the best of the Rockets early in the season with a quick two-game set at now Crypto.com Arena. And so we all know the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all know that the Lakers have, have str- has, has had that struggles against lower lesser teams this year. OKC to be one of them. So key mm-hmm. game for the Lakers tomorrow night. Wrapping up the Tuesday night schedule, we have the Knicks at the Timberwolves at 7 o'clock, Chicago time. Cleveland at New Orleans at the same time. The second game of that Then NBA TV doubleheader tonight, tomorrow night, I should say, Tuesday at 9 p.m. will feature Denver at the Warriors. That should be fun.
1: That should be a lot of fun, too, Jokic versus Steph. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, you know, which style wins. Will it be the more kind of the gritty style that is Denver, or will it be the high-flying scoring Mm -hmm. that is the Warriors? So that should be a fun one in the Bay Area.
0: And wrapping up, tomorrow night's schedule will be the OKC Thunder taking on the Sacramento Kings at 9 p.m. Lakina, uh, just uh, giving a, a, a quick programming note, we'll be back here right here on Sports SportsZone Chicago live in 11 color for Wednesday. We're not going anywhere, but it'll be our last show for the calendar year of 2021. We're going to have some fun, and we'll have a surprise guest or two along the way. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back. Uh, uh, in a couple of days, this, uh, be this coming Wednesday live and in living color right here on sports. So Chicago from noon to 2 PM central standard time. So set your reminders to check us out, uh, immediately following yeah. Sean and Maya in the morning. So, uh, that's a quick programming up for you guys. And that's the schedule for, uh, tonight and tomorrow for Monday and Tuesday from around the national basketball association.
1: All right, so we got a couple more minutes before we go to break. What kind of caught your eye in the NBA this week, outside of the the health and safety stuff?
0: It's just that the the Lakers, uh, they did show some fight uh, on Saturday night against the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, as we we mentioned, they still have a, a lot of work to do. And uh, they need to turn it around quickly, or else it's really going to get u- ugly. But the Memphis Grizzlies, looking, like, you know, I did as I mentioned, I did check out a little bit of that game against Sacramento yesterday. Can Memphis keep it up now with John Morant back? And Sacramento looks like that magic is starting to run out. So uh, if you're a Bulls fan in particular, can you look at some of the uh, buyout candidates uh, around trade deadline deadline time in February? Tristan Thompson sounds nice. Maybe Marvin Bagley Jr. We'll we'll see what happens, but uh, can Memphis keep up this pace with John Morant back? Uh, it's going to be very interesting because they were doing well without him for those uh, few yeah. weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the thing people are going to be noticing because whether they start to struggle, they actually had a nice little rhythm without him. So it's going to be very interesting now that he is back. You know what's, you know what what's going to, you know is there is it going to kind of interrupt the rhythm? So we just don't know what's going to what's going to happen with that but you know again we're still pretty early in the season now looking at the standings real quick i mean you, of course you know the warriors and the the suns are have the top two records in the mm-hmm. west you got the, of course the nets and the bulls and the bucks and the heat and the the Cavs of all teams you know they're all within three games of mm-hmm. each other in the in the east you know for that top spot i don't think anybody had the Cavs being that that 15 but you know no. it, it's it's sort of crazy again we'll see I mean, look, we saw with the Wizards, they kind of fell off to a little bit. Um, now they're missing this-
0: Bradley Beal as well, yes, along with yeah. uh, Contavious caldwell pope and, Yes, uh, it's- just COVID
1: protocols. Yeah. yeah, so that's off to Boston. No, people don't think maybe Boston would be up there. But, of course, like you said, said Tatum's out in uh, safety protocols. So, you know, a lot of weird things could happen in the East. So hopefully the Bulls can kind of avoid that, stay like near the top three or four seeds and avoid that play-in.
0: Yeah, and and going back real quick to the Cleveland Cavaliers, we talked about this early in the season, especially when Cleveland beat the Bulls. Of course, the Bulls were going through their issues at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cleveland's a nice young team. Too bad Colin Sexton is out for the year, but you saw Darius Garland, uh, Alan Crabb uh, Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle. You still have a couple of other young guys. Uh, That team is pretty interesting to watch. I know what they did to Toronto yesterday, but uh, they, uh, they can stay healthy. Uh, they could be definitely be in that play-in tournament come the end of the regular season.
1: Absolutely, should be a fun next few weeks as We're going into January. You know, now we're kind of getting into like the nitty-gritty of the NBA season. So we got to take a really quick break. Um, you know, a lot to do still here on Second City Sports. Of course, you have, you know, various college football and college hoops programs are now you know they're going through their own COVID issues. Speaking of, you know, bowl, bowl games are getting canceled conference games in the college hoop sides game are getting pushed back you know on both the men's and the women's side so a lot to do still and also too, uh Sid has his thoughts on uh one mr baker mayfield too so stay mm-hmm. tuned for all that coming up next to the second city sports on sports Zone chicago we'll see you in a couple of minutes
3: automotive presents the sports flash on the sports zone chicago The NHL season is being paused through December the 26th. Amid a surge in positive COVID 19 cases across the league, COVID 19 absences led to a stream of postponements in recent days. 11 teams suspended operations entering Monday, and all cross border matchups across the United States and Canada have been postponed. There have been 44 games postponed this season, and more than 15% of the league is in the COVID 19 protocol. The season is scheduled to resume on Monday the 27th, while the Blackhawks are scheduled to resume their season on the 28th at home against the Blue Jackets. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against Toronto. Chicago's won two in a row. They're 19-10, a game and a half out of first place in the West chasing the Nets. Chicago coming in after a 133-118 win over the Rockets on Monday. The Raptors in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference at 14-15. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
2: Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature.
4: I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person.
2: Brought to you by Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
0: Welcome back to the last segment of hashtag Bears Victory Monday right here on mm. Sports Zone Chicago. We're alive and live and in living color along with Sid- along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. Good grief. <laughs> Can't wait to the show is over. We. Has so much, always have fun uh, talking sports with you guys. Lakina, before we get to our our main uh, a couple of topics to wrap up today's show, you have a college uh, football, college sports update. Uh, and, and give a programming note. Uh, we know that uh, the college football playoff semi national semifinal will take place this Friday in Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Georgia. We'll give you uh, guys a full breakdown of those matchups coming up on our special show on Wednesday.
1: Yes, we will. And as far as, you know, like you said, said some of the uh, like we teased during the break, You know, of course, various teams are having, you know, COVID issues and such, you know, there have been like six or seven bowl games that have already been canceled. Georgia's trying to avoid. Uh, of course, I guess they're there. I guess Atlanta's kind of been the hot spot for the latest COVID outbreak there. So now they've been okay. trying to avoid you know, being around, you know, the media, that's why they've closed off to the media. I know Michigan's done the same thing, also Alabama as well. So for folks who are, you know, getting their, you know, getting their, you know, panties in a bunch because, you know, some, some, you know, they've decided not to let the media in, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to keep it, you know, the outbreak from happening. So they're actually trying to do you guys some good as well. So for folks who are freaking out because, you know, they weren't, they're shutting down, you know, practices and stuff like that, you know, that's for your own good and for theirs as well. So, I'm just saying, so you've had like, you know, the Hawaii bowl because Hawaii's having not just COVID issues, but also other issues too. your know, guys leaving and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Miami you know, the Sun Bowl is supposed to be playing Wazoo in a couple of days. You know, they can't do it. So they've they had to cancel the Sun Bowl. Um, the military bowl was canceled because East, you know, Coast bowl, BC, you know, is having COVID issues. Uh, SM, you know, Virginia's had COVID issues, so they had to cancel their bowl game with SMU. Um, let's see what else yeah i know Rutgers had to be a last minute replacement uh, for uh for I believe for miami because of the fact that you know they've had they're having COVID issues so it, it, no it was a gator bowl no it was a and m a was having COVID issues, so they the texas mm-hmm. so uh Rutgers had to replace them so whew, that's a lot of bowl games that have had to be canceled or pushed back or postponed so that's actually a loss of a lot of money for a lot of not just for the the teens but also to the the sponsors who sponsor yeah. these games, also to the network as well. ESPN's been losing some money because they've not been able to they haven't been able to televise these bowl games, some of them.
0: Yeah, I think going forward, COVID or no COVID, uh, 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 some of these uh, bowls that have been popping up for the last few years, like the Las Vegas bowl with Jimmy Kimmel. I think we'll know the LA bowl with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, We'll have to really examine this. We all know this is the monies will go to these schools for these smaller bowls. But do we really need that, that that many bowl games, Lakina? especially now we have the college football playoff and it looks like it's going to expand within the next three or four years. We assume to eight. Me personally should be eight, not 12, but, We'll get into that debate at another time. But uh, with the college football playoff possibly a- expanding, do we really need these these mini bowl games? Really?
1: Yeah, then I think that's going to be a thing. Also, I also have some contingencies in case this happens. Have somebody – have some teams on standby like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we may call you if one team you know has a COVID outbreak. I mean, Rutgers is hosting – Rutgers is playing Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl, so wanted to clean that up. Watch this away for – they can get an opponent or else they're going to have to cancel a sumble. bowl. Just wanted to clean – that little tip it up. But you and know that's big I mean,
0: money makers for CBS.
1: Tip, yeah, tickets, you know, big ticket <laughs> items. You know, these are the big ticket bowls, you know, on New Year's Eve on Friday. So if they can't play these games, you know, that that's money that they're losing, that CBS is losing. So it, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, you're going to have to have contingencies maybe from now on, but I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be – and, of course, as far as the playoffs, I know Georgia – like I said before, I mean, I know they're trying to avoid, like, I know their, their state's been kind of the hot spot for COVID lately. So, I'm, um, ho- you know, hopefully they can avoid any big issues too. I think that's why Rutgers got the got, got the nod for the Gator Bowl and not Illinois because Illinois, they're on their break. Rutgers mm-hmm. is a quarter, go by quarter. So they yeah. weren't on their break yet, so they are able to get their guys in and, you know, hopefully, you know, guys contain and, you know, be able to get through the, all the protocols and such, so.
0: Here's the thing going now going back to the the teams in the in the college football playoff, which we mentioned we'll give you our special preview on Wednesday uh, for the games taking place on New Year's Eve, which will be coming up this coming Friday. We talked about this before we went live, Lakina, about some people complaining about the uh, close practices. It's for their safety and for yours too. But as I said, Lakina, with these all these other bowl games we just talked about getting postponed or canceled altogether. Let me say this out loud. ESPN will do any and everything in its power to get those games on Friday. And, of course, the national championship game in, in, in another week uh, halted off and on time. They did it last year in much challenging conditions. I know it's challenging this year, even though we've seen fans going back in the stands. But I guarantee you this, ESPN, especially with the bowl games that have been postponed or canceled, this is their moneymaker. They'll do anything and everything in their power for those games to go off without a hitch.
3: Those games will not
0: get moved unless there's a national disaster or something along those lines. But things that they can't control, they're going to get those games played without a hitch. If they could do it last year under much more challenging conditions, they can uh, do it this year. ESPN is not going to lose any money uh, with with the national semifinal and, and the college uh national championship. They're just not.
1: Also, too, I know they're not gonna like. Unlike some people, they're they're not gonna complain if they're if they're if some teams decide to uh, to close their practices for the you know, for the mm-hmm. the sake of their own. So you know, that 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 could be. It. And, you know, also too of the challenging circumstances with you know some 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 stadiums, you know, not letting fans in. Some stadiums only letting limited number of fans. So all mm-hmm. this is sort of like trying to going to manifest. So like I said before, hopefully you know knock on wood, hopefully nothing goes out without a hitch in Georgia, and also the other teams will be able to play. You know, play these the rest of these uh, bowl games because there's still a lot coming up. Hopefully they'll be able to play the rest of these games with no problem, but. We'll see what happens. Also, college hoops. I mean, I see Duke. You know, they've had to postpone a couple of their games because they're having COVID issues. USC and UCLA—they haven't played like in, like two weeks because they're having COVID issues within their program, both their players and coaches. Um, I see Oregon's had to uh, postpone a couple of their conference games because of COVID so <laughs> protocols. So a lot. I know uh, DePaul is just not coming back from from protocols. So a lot geez I mean I, I I don't know what else can be said at this point because there are still a lot of issues you know COVID's we can have it on both the men's and women's casual I know a couple of the women's games have had to um, be postponed you know due to COVID issues so it, it's just yeah that not it, it, yeah it's sort of an unfortunately this is kind of a new world we're living in folks we just got to get used to it
0: and here's the thing I was watching football on CBS yesterday they were uh, advertising their triple header coverage for next Saturday, uh, uh, New Year's Day, and, I, and there was a couple of teams you know I was looking forward to watching this year, watching mm-hmm. this year outside of Illinois and Loyola. Uh, uh, Memphis was one of them, and of course, uh, the uh, uh, Memphis Tigers, of course, uh, they're mm-hmm. head coached by uh, native son Penny Hardaway, for former NBA player. Uh, and his team is part of that triple header coverage for, uh, for college basketball for CBS. And I told you, again, you know this is around the time I started getting into it. Of course, next month when conference play starts, it really gets interesting. But you keep having these games uh, postponed or canceled outright. Uh, it definitely ruins momentum for the rest of the season. Hopefully this doesn't get real bad that March Madness could be in jeopardy too. I don't want to put the panic out there, but – if these schools are not playing enough games, uh, uh, March Madness could, uh, we assume that we're we're going to return to normal as far as letting fans back in the stands and the cheerleaders and all that. Uh, March Madness uh, could, uh, we assume, and I think it's going to look different than a year ago when we just happened to get it back. But will, the question is, will most of these schools, especially your big power schools on these Power 5 conferences, can they get enough games in?
1: Well, they may have to push the start back, and I think that's probably a, a, a strong possibility because if some of these some of these schools are going to be, you know, some of these programs are just now coming back or they're still in COVID protocols, I mean, you know, they're not going to be able to play a lot of games. You're asking these guys to have to play, like, you know, five games in, like, six or seven days. Right, like, like an ABA schedule,
0: and they're just not set up that they're way.
1: Not, they're, they're not, you know, they're not, like, set up to do that. So they may they may, if anything, they may have to, you know, they may have to kind of maybe push March Madness back. Now, I know that's something that they don't want to do this if it doesn't want to do that, but if mm-hmm. you want to have a chance to have a, a fair tournament where everyone's on an evil playing field, you may not have a choice, but to maybe if you have to push it back to start a couple of weeks, hey, I know CBS mm-hmm. and Turner might be okay with that because I think that, you know, for them, last year's tournament was actually pretty solid, even though, yes, you were in a bubble and you mm-hmm. were limited to how many you know folks can be in this, you know, no nobody on the sidelines, no chairs on the sidelines, you can only limit how many people can be in the stands. So you probably are going to have to maybe, you know, play around with the schedule a little bit to kind of get Bill you know, back into a rhythm. So, especially with some schools, like, I guess, like UCLA, USC, they haven't played in like the last couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, some teams are just now getting out of COVID you know, protocols. I know that a couple of big 10 games on the women's side had to be postponed because of protocols who actually have been canceled. So, you know, that that's, yeah, so they're going to have to, both on the men's and the women's side, they probably are going to have to sort of, you know, shuffle some things.
0: We'll follow that situation uh, as it warrants, because it seems, as we talked about it last uh, last week, especially um, during our show last Wednesday with the NFL, it seems like uh, things change by the second. Not by the minute or by the day or by the hour, but by the second. So. Uh, we'll uh, keep you abreast of the situation right here on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See, Lakina, with you uh, wrapping up today's show. We still have a few minutes left, Lakina. Before I get to my Baker Mayfield dilemma, uh, did you did you did you know uh, that uh, Joe Montana is getting a, a documentary? Cool under pressure of the six part series will premiere on January 6th on the NBC Peacock app.
1: Yeah, I saw that about an hour ago, right before we started. So. Yeah, so actually, this is gonna be on the Peacock app. This new, uh, this new, uh, it's kind of like a doc, I guess. You know, a mm-hmm. bio doc on Mr. Uh, Mr. Montana. So it's gonna air on Peacock. I'm sure it's gonna air on NBC. At some point, it's going to be premiering on January sixth. So I'm assuming that this will probably air on NBC, like right before the Super Bowl, because it says. ABC I was just getting ready to
0: say that. You know, Super they're going to put some year. of that on. Yep. Yeah, so I'm sure they're going to do that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're going to post it. I'm sure it'll be on. It's a six-part series, which will premiere on January sixth, which is like, which is next weekend. So I'm thinking that maybe they they may put some of this on, on NBC. They may air it. Like I said, I think right before the Super Bowl. I'm thinking mm-hmm. so. Maybe look out for that. But, yeah, this looks like this is a pretty interesting doc.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be produced by NFL Films, of course we all know what ESPN is doing right now with the Tom Brady documentary on ESPN+. Plus. Haven't checked it out yet. Have you?
1: No, I haven't. Did you, did you check out uh, John Madden's uh, doc that aired on Christmas? I, for, I forgot. But I, I can... DVR'd
0: it. We'll talk you about did. it on Wednesday, but I DVR'd it, so I'll watch it and we'll talk about it on Wednesday.
1: Well, actually, I I haven't watched. I actually forgot to 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 record it. I I, I didn't know because it came on before, and I was you know Mm -hmm. it was Christmas, so I missed doing other stuff. But it will it will stream on various streaming services starting January third. So if you missed it, don't worry. (laughs) It'll be on it'll be on ESPN Plus, Peacock, among others. So I guess I got I have Peacock also too. It's going to be on Tubi TV, which is a free uh streaming uh service you know that that Fox owns. So if you have any of those uh platforms. (laughs) you can go ahead. You'll have access to the, to that John Madden doc on January 3rd.
0: We know that NFL films uh, does a, a terrific job producing documentaries and special mm-hmm. programming. So uh, I, I, I don't expect nothing but the best uh, producing uh, coming up with this documentary about Joe Montana. I know some older heads older than us consider Montana to be the greatest quarterback of all time uh, ahead of Brady, but I uh, but I, I wonder if they're going to touch light on that. You know, if, if they're going to have a special episode on that. If they even ask them, uh, do you consider yourself the greatest quarterback of all time ahead of Brady, L. Ray, Marino, and Jim Kelly, and some of those other guys from his era?
1: They might, I think they, I'm going to be surprised they do touch on it. Maybe he might not want to get into, like, into it. He might just say, hey, look, you know, it's different eras. That's mm-hmm. something he would say. But, yeah, I think, you know, they might touch on it. But, again, I don't think they'll really dive in, dive deep into it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah, just, I just remember watching Joe Montana growing up. Uh, he was a very good quarterback, of course. If you know the deeper uh, story, uh, the late Bill Walsh, was the head coach of those 49ers teams uh, through 1988 – Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted Joe Montana out of there and rightfully so because entry started to amount to him. He was taking those big hits and I just won't, I, I'll never forget that, uh, that 1990 NFC title game between the 49ers and the Giants. Of course, those two teams were rivals back then too, folks. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be Joe Montana's last game as a 49er. Of course, the Giants upset the 49ers and then of course upset the Buffalo Bills a week later in the Super Bowl 25 but Joe Montana spent the next two years on the injury list before signing with Kansas city prior to the 93 season. But I, I just look at Joe Montana's like, how did he survive all that? Especially doing that 1990 NFC title game uh, to this day, that was the most physical NFC title game that I've ever seen. Remember Jeff yep. got knocked out for uh-huh. the giants. He was replacing Phil Sims who got knocked out toward the end of that season.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: i was like, whoo! but I was like, how did yeah. Joe Montana survive that? And number two, uh, looking at those 49ers teams through the 80s, uh, if you're really a football historian, of course, you pay attention to this guy's name, Charles Haley, who's now uh, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But outside of him, that defense for the 49ers gets no credit. They really they don't. Really,
1: Yeah, they really don't, unfortunately. And hopefully, maybe they'll, maybe they'll delve into it. Maybe he'll mention it. Also, too, I want to see that, you know, not that there was a rivalry between him and Steve Young, but maybe, mm-hmm. you know, once, especially as, you know, Montana got older, he kind of got cast aside. You know, they brought mm-hmm. in Young. I want to see how their relationship is. Hopefully they, dove, they, they delve into that. But, mm-hmm. you know, also his days at, no- at Notre Dame, we'll see if they they mention his college days. Because, there you know, there were some things that happened there in, back in the late 70s. So, you know, should be a, a good documentary, as it always is. As NFL film sucks. So, you know, can't wait. You know, market calendars, folks. Like I said before, you know, hopefully, it'll be on the free peacock service, not in the premium, but <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, but it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll be available on other. You know, I'm sure the big NBC network will probably air it at some point right before the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that as well. Since they have the Super Bowl this year, you're listening to Second City Sports Live and Live in Living Color for a Monday, a Bears Victory Monday, I guess. <laughs> Along with uh, Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. Last topic of the show as I stretch pardon my unprofessionalism folks <laughs> here's the uh, last topic to close out today's show uh, going back to uh, that Packers-Browns game on Saturday Likina, as I was watching Baker Mayfield as he returned from excuse me from health and safety protocols he threw those uh, uh, those uh, three interceptions and a loss to the Packers I know there's many people that believe that the Cleveland Browns won't bring him back because of the price tag and the way he's played. Let's be honest here. Baker Mayf- Mayfield, I believe is a good quarterback, but I don't think him and the Cle- and, uh, Cleveland Browns franchise are a match. We always saw they traded away OBJ, Odell Beckham, Jr. for those of you scoring at home. They traded him. Uh, they released him. And of course now Beckham's with the Rams doing his thing. But I was thinking about some realistic potential places that Baker Mayfield could go. Oh I got a couple nice. of places. New Orleans, Mm -hmm. Seattle, Seattle shoot Russell Wilson and his now wife, Sierra decides to um, move to chains. No pun intended, but I was thinking about this third place and it could help him as we now looking at him in these progressive auto insurance commercials. Could bacon Mayfield work in New York with the New York football giants? I know some people would say, well, see the news just came out that the head coach and Daniel Jones will come back for 2022. I think it's a realistic possibility that Baker Manfield could end up in the New York Giants' new uniform.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, but just think about the pressures so he'll have to go through from playing in New York. So I don't, especially if he has a bad game. I can see the the Giants' real uh, you know, media and their fans kind of just you know eat him up for lunch. Of course, you know how the New York media is. So it, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I'm. I mean, those are some interesting names. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't, I can't really think of anywhere else there where he go, where he can go. I think football I wise, think uh, the, Bears, the Saints,
0: the Saints, because you, yeah, you're getting Michael the Thomas mid- back, the wide receiver next year, and you still have a pretty good defense led by Cam Jordan.
1: Yeah, I could kind of see. I like I said, I don't. I can't really think of any other team. I think he would probably be a better fit. For I know some people would probably say the Bulls, but let's also remember too. I mean, the Bears, I should say, but let's remember. <laughs> uh, they have they already have a young quarterback now. Again, they are going to have to have a like a veteran QB to kind of you know, sort of not really guide him, but kind of sit with feels I'm talking about next year. So, do you really want Baker yeah. to be kind of like that guy? So, that that's going to be another thing. But, uh, I yeah,
0: have, a, those, uh, I like have another team
1: I can think of who
0: Denver, he'll take John yeah, Elway off I mean, the hook for now. You know
1: those- yeah for for a minute and of course you know Bridgewater you know he can't that, that poor guy can't stay healthy so you can't, you can't really depend on mm. him Drew Locke <clears throat> I mean you know you really don't you really want to try to give him more time to develop but you really don't know what to expect from him so I don't know about that but uh yeah those are probably the only best fits I could think of I mean you know sad friend but I don't know you know do you think John Trey Lee's Lance is there that that's why of, yeah. Yeah, also too I think John Lynch, I don't think he wants to be bothered with that that all that drama. Well, not not that he brings yeah. drama. I'm talking about Mayfield, but I don't think he wants right. to deal with all that. He's already dealing with it now with uh Jimmy G versus Trey Lance, you know, bigger versus Lance. Yeah. I mean that, that'll be even worse. Um, but yeah, I mean Minnesota, no, uh maybe I don't know, but but yeah, I mean I'll say just... no
0: with Minnesota for right now, but I w- I would say Miami, and that was uh, one of the cu- first couple of teams that kept popped up in my head. But you know, Miami, especially uh if and when this uh offseason um issues will get resolved one way or the other this coming offseason, Deshaun Watson, uh uh Miami, bacon Mayfield with the Dolphins. But you know, the Dolphins, especially with the all in Steven Ross, he wants to go and all in for Deshaun Watson. I don't think Miami would pick up Bacon Mayfield, but You know uh, the Dolphins are in for Deshaun Watson, so I said Baker Mayfield with the Dolphins, maybe. But as of right now, I would say no to the Dolphins for make Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, that's probably yeah. Those are probably the only fits I can kind of see. I mean, Houston. I know you don't know what what you're going to get with Houston. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically pretty much it. I mean, I can't really think of any other team. I mean, you know, the Jets already have Zach Wilson, so I don't think that's you know. That's not going to be an issue for for them, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where he goes. Because I don't think he's going to stay in Cleveland. I just don't think it's happening, especially mm-hmm. if they do end up missing the playoffs, which they, which they probably will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what where he goes uh, if he doesn't end up staying in Cleveland.
0: One wild card team, no pun intended, to keep your eye on and for a possible landing spot for Baker Mayfield, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling it, bunch you say keep that in the back of your mind.
1: You don't know where Derek Carr is gonna go. Exactly, they may not pick his contract up. Yeah, I can kind of see that too. Hmm.
0: Especially okay. with his personality,
1: it fits Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> it, it fits in Vegas. So yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of see yeah. that, but mm, yeah, like I said, it's gonna be very interesting to see where he goes because I think you know there's probably are gonna be various teams that are gonna live for his services. So we'll keep you guys updated on that, yeah. but yeah, but that's going to be a very interesting, uh, yeah. story to look out for in, a, in the off season.
0: Yeah. A couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, uh, anecdotes adults, uh, a couple of nuggets. I should say, before we get about it here, we got less than two minutes left. Uh, the lines for uh week 17 of the NFL has just been released. Guess what? Your Chicago bears are favored by six points over the New York giants. <laughs> Six, okay <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up folks so the bears are early six point favorites against a bad new york giants football giants team and i just got this notification from espn matt naggy under assumption that he'll coach the bears final two games this season as we told you guys don't be shocked if that happens and don't be shocked if they win the one of these next two games or win both of them as lakini said that they may keep him but you would think that the bears will cave in no matter what happens these next two weeks that they'll do the right thing. But until I see it, I don't believe them. Remember folks, we are talking about the McCaskies here.
1: I, like I said before, I mean, you know, it will be interesting to see, you know, what they do. Cause there's a reason why they didn't say the contract is such they didn't say like what, you know, what the, what the, the terms were. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, well, It'll be interesting to see, you know, what what happens these next two games because they could, like I said, they could win both of these games and they end up getting retained. So I think people need to kind of be prepared for that. Just saying.
0: <laughs> I guess this is what happens when you have a seven to ten record. Assuming they win the next two games, and this is what you get on a bad franchise—little oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Second City Sports right here live in Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. That's Lakeena McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keena McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Shout out to our good buddy Armando. We'll see you on Wednesday too, Mondo. You've been a great uh supporter of ours uh since we've been over Thank here you, at Sports Zone Chicago. Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you um, catch us at War on Anger. We're available on all podcast platforms to uh, listen to the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports. And make sure you follow War Media uh, at WAR Media on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: And make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to two p.m. right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, every Monday, every Friday, live from noon to two p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll catch you this Wednesday for our last show of 2021. So, a special edition of Second City Sports. That's in less than two days. We'll we'll be back on Wednesday with a surprise guest. Right here on Sports on Chicago. That's this Wednesday from noon to two p.m. Central Standard Time for our last show of 2020. While well, you do not want to miss it.
1: All right. So for Sid, I'm looking. I hope you got everything you guys wanted for Christmas, and you know, be good to each other, and look, wear your mask and wash your hands and mind your business, as they say. So you can listen mind your business. This has <laughs> been yeah, listen- Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you. Remember Wednesday, folks.
0: At high noon. Till then. Take care. See you Wednesday. Holla!